feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. I'm angry. You know, I'm really disappointed. Two goals we've given away are awful. We've got to look at it themselves. We've got to do the dirty bits of the game better. Defensively, totally switched off, and we can't afford to do that no matter what level you're playing at. Very pleased, very proud of the players' performance. I thought the application, I thought the level was, was really top today. You know, our movements, our interchange, and uh, our quality in the final third was outstanding. I've got nothing but praise for the players. The Boom Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, and Rob McLean with OPC Energy Limited. The Renewable Energy Specialists. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go! Hello, good evening and welcome to the Go Radio Football Show. Monday to Friday, we are going to bring you the very latest. And what a weekend it's been. Rangers now 21 games unbeaten, 11 points clear, rampant at the top, four against Aberdeen and Barry Ferguson. It could have been six or seven goals. Yeah, it was a great watch again. Um, they've continued the, the great form after the, the international break and I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought... Uh, it was a great start. They started the, the game in the front foot and as you mentioned there, um, I think Aberdeen get away with just losing four goals. They're really comfortable side, aren't they? They're uh, It's a different team this season. It is, Paul, and it's a different squad, obviously. When I seen the team and I seen that Kamara and Davis weren't playing, I thought that would be a wee boost for uh, Aberdeen, but as what's happened all season, the guys that came in coming seamlessly um, and their movement and rotation off the ball, um, Aberdeen just couldn't handle it. I think Aberdeen try to sit in, try to go man for man, but ultimately Rangers, um, as we say, Rangers' movement and, and quality were just too much for them. And Rob, who would believe the stats? Celtic, two wins in eight games. Yep, two games in hand, but could they be in minefields rather than points in the bag? Yeah, I mean, it's early days, isn't it, to, to be pressing the panic button, but you do look at that 11-point difference now, and even with those two games in hand, these are worrying times for, for Celtic. They get a little break with, uh, in a sense, because they've got a European time Thursday, then it's League Cup at the weekend so there is a break from the Premiership but they really have to start uh, attacking that gap now that's uh, growing between themselves and Rangers Celtic yep 2-2 at the weekend but there were two goals down which was hard to believe Si given that uh, they felt so confident after the performance against Motherwell a couple of weeks before no hard to believe for me Paul when you see how Celtic have defended this year again had the majority of possession without really doing much with it slow possession uh, and then on the counter attack they always look vulnerable I mean, my worry would for Celtic wouldn't be scoring goals, it would be uh, conceding them. Uh, and that's what you get when you've got a guy for me and Frimpong who's more a right winger than he is a right back. You've got Beaton who's a centre midfield player playing at centre half. Uh, and ultimately, they have the ball in Hibbs' half, and as soon as they lose it, Hibbs look like they can score a goal or get a chance. Barry, I think it's going to be a busy phone lines tonight, isn't it? Rangers fans delighted, Celtic fans worried. Yeah, listen, that's what happens when you yeah. you play and manage the old firm when results go against you. Uh, the fans are not happy. Um, and no Lennon will know that. I think looking back in the game, it was two sloppy goals. I think the penalty decision, Scott Brown had a, a bit of red mist. Listen, it happens. I spoke to Si about it. I've done it myself and so has Si. But it's the second goal I think it will frustrate the manager. Mm. Frank Pong and Christie. 
Somebody go and take responsibility and go and header the ball. Um, that that's the thing that I think uh, Neil Lennon will, will be going off his head about. And it's just look as Rob mentioned there a couple of minutes ago. They need to start winning games, or Rangers are going to end up running away with it. It's it's basics as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. The, the Celtic are failing, and it's not mm. you're not talking about advanced football tactics here. You're talking about the basics of the game that they're not getting right. Rob, I tell League One defenders that I coach. So if, if a defender goes up to head the ball, you need to drop. Mm. In case they win the ball, Frimpong doesn't attack the header, which he should. And then for me, it's which is even worse is near bit on just stands and lets Kevin this bit run off him. That, as you say, Rob, that's basics of football. That's what you learn when you first get in at a first team. And Celtic are not doing the basics right now. And if you concede the amount of goals that Celtic concede, you will not win leagues doing it. I fully expect when they come back after the break that Celtic will go back to a three at the back. I just think they're far too vulnerable in the counter attack playing the two with Beaton and Ayer. As I say, Beaton's lack of pace has always worried me playing there. Good on the ball, but. As I've said before, your your job as a defender is to stop going as goals going in the back of the net, and Celtic are not doing that just now. He must be scratching his head, but look, you look at that last half hour of the game, yeah. and they go in the steamroller hubs. They, they've got to do that if they want to claw back the points. They've got to do that for minute one, and that's the thing that I, again, Neil Lennon will be will be cracking up about. He'll be frustrated at it because listen, if you want to go and win league titles, you need you need to do it for the start. See that, see that reaction to Barry that would suggest to me that the players are playing for the manager mm-hmm. otherwise they wouldn't have went and mm-hmm. tried to score two goals you know if you're not yep. playing for your manager and you're two down you're happy just to not walk a bit but accept defeat so that tells me that they are playing for Neil Lennon the reaction to going two down what they need to get better is to stop making individual errors is the confidence that's what's gone, do you think Sai? maybe it's the pressure of trying to win 10 mm-hmm. in a row Paul yeah. I don't know as you say we didn't get to see the boys every day but just now it looks like something's up yeah. uh, the this group of players have never been in this situation yeah. before. Yeah. They've always been used to winning and been points ahead. I know last, you go back to last season, um, the New Year game, uh, the 29th of yeah. December, Rangers winning, they, they go, I think it was a point ahead. But but sorry, Celtic have never been in this position. They've been a number of points behind. I know they've got games in hand. It may be affecting some of the players. Yeah, because what you saw on Saturday was some players freezing yep. mm-hmm. under pressure and not doing what they what normally comes naturally. You've seen so many of them, Rob. They're making errors that they wouldn't usually make. Mm. And that tells me that the one either there's no confidence or they're feeling the pressure. Mm. You know, guys like Scott Brown wouldn't have done that no, last year. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and is that that's no fair that's not coming for the manager. Yeah. That for me is a pressure of, of, of ten in a row. So what do you think? Maybe there's a reason that nobody's ever done the ten in a row. Rangers were expected to do it back uh, when was that ninety eight. But it didn't happen 98-99 and they were clear favourites didn't happen Celtic lost in the late 70s when they were winning just about everything Rob what do you reckon 0808 1717 700 the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited at the weekend Dundee United beating Hamilton 2-1 so talking of pressure on managers pressure on Brian Rice Hibs 2 Celtic 2 as we mentioned a good win for Kilmarnock 3-1 against Ross County St Mirren winning at Livingston 1-0 and Gary Holt saying uh, he's thinking about things there at Livingston St Johnson and Motherwell 1-1 and Rangers romping 4-0 against Aberdeen yesterday Stephen Gerrard I think you'd have to uh, analyse it properly you know they've had some issues before the game but I can't take anything away from my boys either we were outstanding you know we at times were probably trying to walk it in towards the end instead of getting our shots off quicker but you know the boys that are coming onto the pitch is still uh, keeping the level keeping the standards up we're still creating real good chances and um, as you say could have been a few more today but it was four and we, and we move on. Well, here's Nicholas from Air on the Line, a Rangers fan. Nicholas, good evening. Hi there, good evening. Hi, Nicholas. Hi, Nicholas. What's your Hi. point? Yeah, so it was just a question uh, regarding sort of Celtic's declining form. 
Um, I just want to see if there was any, if anyone else could come up with any reasons other than maybe their, their change in formation as to why, uh, just what's happened this season. You know, it really doesn't make any sense just from yeah. uh, the same the same squad that they had, yep. relatively speaking, from last year. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe something in the changing rooms different, um, if there's maybe, uh, you know, just the, the manager maybe even could be a factor. It was just to, to see what everyone's thoughts on that was it's a good question isn't it yeah, yeah. I, I mean the only thing I can put it down to is that the pressure of what they're under to go and get this 10 in a row is um, teams have failed in the, the past mm-hmm. I, I do think some of the players are out of form mm-hmm. I do think defensively they're suspect at times but as Nicholas said it is basically the same squad as, as last year these guys have been over the course before um, and you just don't become a bad team overnight Um so I put it down to a bit of pressure. They've never been under this before. This is a Rangers team who are in unbelievable form. The best since Stephen Gerrard's um, he came in to the job. It's the best squad. It's the strongest squad. And they're winning games. And the biggest thing for Rangers is they're not conceding goals either. They're looking very strong at the back. And when they break forward, they always look like scoring goals. Um, so I put the Celtic form down to maybe a bit of pressure and, and lack of form. Mm-hmm. I put it down to the defence. You know, I think if you look at Rangers this year compared to last year, the, the big difference is in the defence yeah. and the, the number of goals they're conceding. Celtic like have not had a set of defence the full season. And, and as I say, you can't win leagues on that. Any any good team that I've played for, you've got a strong defensive line. And you know who's playing, you know your shape of the team off the ball. Just now Celtic don't have that. As I've said, they've got a guy in Frimpong who for me is an attacking player. They've got Beaton playing centre midfield, who's a centre midfielder playing centre back. And what happens when you, you, you're not confident in your back line, when you're playing midfield, you're worried about giving the ball away. Because you know if you're going to give the ball away, there's a good chance that the team's going to counter-press on you and you're, you're going to be susceptible at the back. Celtic need to get a foundation of it, whether it's going to be a back three or a back four. four with guys who actually want to defend. And I think once they get that sorted, we'll then see better attack and play for Celtic as well. There's such a contrast between Celtic and Rangers at the moment. Yeah. I was lucky enough to, to be at Ibrox yesterday to watch them close up. Barry was talking about this a few weeks ago and he saw them from the touchline and he heard the, the shouts on the pitch and, and you got a real sense of what Rangers were all about at the moment. Um, and I was watching them 4-0 up in stoppage time right at the end of the game and James Tavernier was charging at a million miles an hour down the line chasing a ball looking to get another cross into the box. I mean, it, it, was, it was remarkable. You know, at a time in the game when Rangers should have been patting themselves on the back and saying, "That's it, another four goals. We're plus thirty-eight now on the goal difference. We're eleven points points clear at the top of the Premiership." They were still hungry for more, and and the changes they made, the the quality they had to come off the bench. I mean, it, it, it is a well-oiled machine at the moment. There is no doubt about that. And and that you know, the worry for the Celtic fans is not just that their team is misfiring at the moment. It's the quality that they're watching on the other side of the city. But yep. Rob, that Tavernier can do that because he knows if he bombs forward in that last minute that if, if they do lose the ball, Jack's going to be over, Kamara's going to be over, Davis is going to be over, Golden's going to be over that side, yep. Balligan's going to cover, Barisic is going to be in. With Celtic, now you can tell that the players are, uh, for me, they're playing safe in the fear of giving the ball away because when you give the ball away, the ball gets kicked over the top of you and, and you look like you're going to concede. And like but, you say, that's so important the base of your team off the ball. The, the difference with Rangers, they're a real driven team this year. They've certainly learned from their mistakes. I, I, I put it down to that. Um, you can hear when the manager speaks after every game that they've won over the last few months. You can hear when a player comes out and does an interview, they've been really humble and will take it one game at a time. If this was last season, they were getting a bit excited. 
And what I love about watching Rangers just now, and we, we, I spoke to you in the office about it, there's a real patience about them yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're, they're being patient about it. That's one thing I struggled last year when I watched a lot of the games. Teams come and sit behind the ball and try and frustrate Rangers, but Rangers were, were, were then trying to do things that they probably shouldn't do. So I, I see a real patience in their play, but when they get into forward positions, the amount of cross balls that goes into yeah. that box, I mean, it must be a joy to play in that team just but, now. But it's the patience that comes from belief, isn't yeah. it? They, they know I, the goals are going to come. And the, confidence. The, and they also know they're not going to concede Paul at the yeah, other end. So, so, I mean, that, that, is a, that is a happy combination when you've, got, when you've got 17 out of 21 games that are clean sheets this season and you're, you're scoring goals freely as well and from all around the pitch. Mm. Um, that, that breeds confidence. But also more than one way of playing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Aberdeen, yeah. we've seen people try different things to beat, beat Rangers, mm-hmm. even draw Rangers this year. It's not worked because what they've got differently to last year is not everyone's coming at the ball this year. They're not predictable. You've got guys running behind Morelos, dropping deep, Kent in behind, Roof in behind. And Aberdeen tried to do it uh, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, sorry. They tried to go man for man with Rangers. And all Rangers did was move them about. Mm-hmm. They've got a real freedom. Yeah. See for the midfield to forward, they've got a real freedom. Did you see playing. Kent going away back and going over the other side? Yeah, they, they go and interchange with yeah. each other. I mean, that's clearly things that have been worked on in the, the, the training ground, and uh, and that's all credit to the manager and the players taking that on board. But for me, just look just now looking at Rangers, uh, as Rob says, they're a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. But do you know what? There's a real drive and determination in that squad just now. So Barry Nicholas is asking you what you think of Celtic. Do you still think Celtic could come good? Yes. At, at this title isn't over and Nicholas I guess that's kind of what you're asking probably yeah yeah I mean that that's what I'm asking yeah. obviously um, we you know it's, it's too early to say that it's it's, it's over you know there's a, there's a long way to go yet a lot of football yeah. to be played but because yeah. there's yeah. so much to talk about Rangers that's positive yeah, look yeah. I, I'm 100% certain in that dressing room now they, they will have it in the back of their minds that Celtic are going to come back there's no doubt about it that's the sort of attitude you've got to have that's mm-hmm. the sort of mindset you've got to have and that's the sort of mindset I see from this Ranger squad and I see for the manager when he speaks a lot of the Celtic still... fans think it's not going to happen well that's, that, that's the sort yeah. of attitude you, you can't have but yeah. if you look at the last 20 minutes for Hibs with Edward and Griffiths on the pitch that mm-hmm. tells you it could happen because mm-hmm. they look a totally different team when they two are on the pitch so why are they not on from the start? Well, listen, I understand the criticism of Edward, uh, no playing Edward, sorry, but Barry will tell you when you're a manager, you go away to Motherwell and f- win 4-1. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to, it's hard to change the team. Mm-hmm. It is. What you say to your players, you went out 1-4-1, we're going to change it again. But Edward scored twice. I, I get that, Paul, but the two games before that for Celtic, mm-hmm. his form wasn't great. Yeah. So I, I could see Neil Lennon's point of view in starting the team that beat Motherwell, mm-hmm. but now... Now that Edward has hit a bit of form, he must play. He's your uh, best player, and I think Griffiths is in the yeah. same boat. I would still look at that Celtic squad. There's still a lot of quality. Yeah, of course there is. Let's mm. be honest. They're going through a difficult time at some stage, and I've said that numerous they weeks have. now, yeah. that they will come back, and that's what Rangers know. So they've got to continue their form. And don't think about anything else. Don't mm. listen to all the clamour that's going on and the people speaking about, oh, Celtic are not the same team. Mm. Care about number one and you care about getting results on a, a Saturday or a Sunday. But Barry, what Celtic don't have at the moment is any margin for error. I mean, it's it's a bit like being two down in a game, you know, and you might be pushing to get a goal back. But if you concede again, it's game over. And when you're 11 points behind, even with those two games in hand, whenever they're going to get played, I mean, the fixtures are going to go mad mm-hmm. in the second half mm-hmm. of the season. Um, so 11 points behind, if that becomes much more it becomes a massive challenge to try and come back at Rangers in the form they're in. That's all right as well, Rob, if you're 11 points behind and you, you've got a wee inkling, they, the other team might drop drop points. Mm. But Rangers didn't look like they're doing no. that, which adds even more pressure on to Celtic. So, 
Celtic have got a lot to do right now. You know, it's a big two weeks for Celtic. I think, as I've said before, they need to get a, a settled. I, I, I think from now until the Old Firm game at Ibrox, Celtic can't drop many yeah, points. No, yet. no. So what, what do what do Celtic do on Thursday when they go to Prague and and which they've the, virtually the, written yeah, off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Neil Lennon said after the last game, didn't he? I wasn't sure I agreed with him that that I thought it was a bit early to be thrown in the towel. And, I'm sure, he he, and I'm sure he hasn't. Yeah. But but what do you do with this game on Thursday? You know, do you do you do you rest? Players, you know, obviously it's League Cup at the weekend, mm-hmm. so it's not as if Celtic are coming back to a league game at the weekend. But, but you know, do they just have to play their best team in Prague to try to find some form? They've lost, two, they've, they've won two games in eight, Rob. For me, there's no way Celtic can rest players at Prague. Celtic need to get in a winning, a winning run, mm-hmm. and they need, it needs to start th- as soon as possible, and that's Thursday. I, I fully expect Neil to go three-five-two with Edward and Griffiths up front, and I, and I hope for Celtic's sake that he sticks with that. For the, for, the, for the foreseeable future because that's the way you're going to get wins is with they two up front ask Porteous and Hanlon at this, before the game Saturday who, who would you rather play against yeah, is it Jetty and Rodjick or, or Griffiths and Edward it's yeah. a no-brainer Celtic yeah. need to get fear back into teams teams are not fearing Celtic just now the way they do that is by getting Griffiths and Edward so, so, so is that why you wouldn't have stuck with the team then that, that had beaten Motherwell yeah me personally I would have uh, went with Edward and Griffiths Rob but I could see yeah. Neil Lennon's thinking sure. on the back of the Motherwell but, but maybe but the, ti- the time's gone hasn't it to, yeah. to, be, to be nice to everybody and Aye, to play fair with everybody yeah. you, have to play, you have to play your best team yeah, yeah but it's a results driven business now if you're asking me you're asking Neil Lennon yep. what's the most important thing is it's a league title sure. yep. and it's the same for Rangers mm-hmm. and Steven Gerrard and that group of players Nicholas good call and uh, you must be enjoying it how much are you enjoying this season as a Rangers fan? Yeah it's, it's incredible you know I think for maybe the last 10 years you know we've not been off from the, the standards when I was a little boy watching Rangers uh-huh. and all the all the, uh, the glory we had then it's, it's good to see some of it back but then again Try not to get too uh, carried away yet. Were but, you watching yeah. Barry Ferguson? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, that's right. Wasn't um, that long ago? All right, Nicholas. Thanks very much for calling us, Nicholas, uh, a Rangers fan from Air. Loads of calls coming in. We're back after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Simon Ferry and Rob McLean. Monday to Friday we're here as the league title race hots up. Celtic going for 10 in a row. It's Rangers who are 11 points clear. Celtic two games in hand, but only two wins in eight games. Big week in Europe, of course. Celtic going to Sparta Prague. Rangers at home to Benfica. uh, We'll be building up to both matches as the week goes on. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Uh, Loads of your calls coming in. Let's hear from the managers. Contrasting fortunes again at the weekend. Neil Lennon's assessment of the 2-2 draw against Hibs. Well, I thought we uh, had good control of the game first half and then we just had a five-minute brain freeze. Two goals were given away are unacceptable and could easily have been dealt with. And then we had to show great character, which we did last 20 minutes was very, very good. But we need that 20 minutes for the for the 90. So we've dug out a, a point in a game that we were very comfortable in. And then, you know, just lack of defensive mindedness and culpability from individuals, you know, cost us two goals. And he wasn't happy about the late call-offs, uh, nor were Aberdeen, nor were Hibs at uh, the under-21s. Pretty poor, and, um, you know, we give these boys in good faith, and you want them looked after, and, um, you know, we've lost David for two weeks, and, you know, that's pretty unacceptable, really, so there has to be questions asked as to how that happened. Yeah, and there should have been more testing done as well. 
Rob, it's a long time since the 11am call-offs. I know yeah. COVID is permeating everywhere. Vaccine's on the way, though, which is uh, really good yeah. news. But that's most unusual. I know Barry's hot under the collar in this one, so sad. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, and Motherwell were affected as well because they were they were minus Alan Campbell and Barry Maguire for their game in Perth against St Johnston at the weekend. And, uh, well, Steve, uh, Stephen Robinson was going bananas about it, rightly so. So was Derek McInnes on, on behalf of, of Aberdeen. Um, I mean, the SFA have issued a, a statement today because also there's news, of course, that, that Shelley Kerr yeah. is not going to be able to be uh, with her team for those uh, European qualifiers upcoming against Portugal and Finland because she was a close contact in terms of uh, uh, a positive test I think within the under 21 camp mm-hmm. I think that the backroom team I think I think that was the that was the connection but anyway Ian Maxwell uh, the SFA chief exec has been speaking today on the back of what happened at the weekend and I mean club versus country is already a pretty tense mm-hmm. situation at times for all sorts of reasons uh, and this one just this adds to it I mean Ian Maxwell says discovering on a match day that players on international duty were considered close contacts of positive cases and therefore unavailable to the respective teams that's written in Scottish FA terms of course <laughs> yeah. is hugely challenging to any club and I apologise for any and all disruption cause he says it's important to clarify that the under 21 squad undertook four Covid tests on duty one in the days prior to meeting and one on entry to the camp both of which were in addition to the two official UEFA mandatory tests prior to each game so he's he's claiming um, that, every, that all the, the, the right protocols were attended to and, and gone through um, but I I mean, you know, th- this is this is a row that that's going to continue. You would imagine, um, because the the clubs will be concerned that this could happen again. I mean, Aberdeen. I mean, I, I was at that game yesterday, at Ibrox, and Aberdeen were obviously badly affected. Ross McCrory w- wasn't going to play anyway because because he's still on loan, strictly speaking, this season. Obviously, he he tested positive. You, your nephew Lewis uh, Barry uh, couldn't play in that game. Connor McLennan, who would have started, I'm sure, as well for Aberdeen, didn't play. So, you know, it, it, it has big implications. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, when I heard the, the manager speak, I actually listened to Derek, um, Derek McInnes, mm. speak uh, before the game. He had to delay training on Saturday to get the results back. Yeah. And then you go on about Stephen Robinson, he, he's missed two key players at 11 o'clock or 11.30, yeah. the day of a game. Mm. And then the, the SFA are quickly to hand out fines and whatever. I think it's a joke. Mm-hmm. I really do. Who's going to find the SFA? Mm-hmm. Mm. Are, are they going to find themselves? Yeah. yeah. Managers' good. jobs are hard enough, Barry. I'll tell you, I've only seen a wee bit of it this year. And uh, this is the last thing you need. I mean, yep. delaying training the day before a Rangers yep. game, it's, it's shambolic. Uh, do you think this is the hardest year ever to be a manager? It must be, yeah. Yeah, it must yeah. Be. yeah, yeah. And you can see the stress it's having on people, yeah, guys like Gary Holt and Brian Rice, when you speak after games, you can just yeah. tell that, that it's such a tough time for these guys. Well, you see, the thing that I don't get I mean, this under 21 game is on Tuesday night, yeah, yeah. So, so why, sh- surely, the, yeah. knowing that the clubs are going to have a game on Saturday or the Sunday, surely they would have had the right protocols in place to let these clubs know at least 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I know Aberdeen were, were um. Or let known 24 hours but Del as I said had to I, I think his training yeah. was scheduled early morning so he could travel yeah. down in the afternoon so, yeah. but he had to train later on in the afternoon and to they, travel so down it was a night. delay yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. but okay. in terms of the model manager I mean getting told at 11 or 11.30am mm-hmm. when you're travelling up to Perth when you've got your team sheet 
written down, ready to go. You, you've done your your plans ahead of the game. I, I, I just don't think it's right, and they're going to get away with it, which mm-hmm. I don't think is right either. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Give us a call. Loads of calls coming in. We're going on the lines now to East Kilbride, and Paul is on the line. Good evening, Paul. Are you? Yeah, good. No, We're fine. Paul, Thanks. How are you? I'm no bad. I'm no bad. Just going on to Celtic now. Scunner's a great word, isn't it? I love that one. Yep. How scunnered are you? Well, I think Lennon needs to go. Celtic want to get 10 in a row. I think that's probably the most important thing because the players aren't playing for him anymore and it just doesn't seem like there's any fight in the camp. And I think everyone always says that they don't want Lennon to go because they don't know who the next manager would be in. But, um, I mean, I've looked at Ross County and they've got, co- well, they did have co-managers. And I think if we got co-managers in, then it could be just what we need, like yin and yang sort of thing. Really? Co-managers doesn't usually work, does it? But, but who, who, who would the co-managers be? Who yeah. would the co-managers be? Well, it would actually be Barry and Ty, I think. <laughs> would be good. I've just said, I don't, think, I don't think Barry Fancy's been my assistant, mate. <laughs> That's why I said Cole. Oh, OK, OK. Uh, what, what's the, op- uh, yeah. what's the opposite of dream team? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so, Paul, what do you feel about the players, though, when you watch that on Saturday, up against Hibs, and uh, they can't get the victory in some of the defending? I think it's, it's easy to say the players, but see, to be honest, see when it's one or two players that are off form, then fair enough, but... Mm. When it's been the whole squad basically off form since the start of the season, then the problem's really done deeper and it's got to be the manager, unfortunately. What would you say about Neil Lennon and what he's done for the club? Because there are loads of people now saying it's time for a change. It's high risk though, isn't it? I think it's high risk to stay. Don't get me wrong, he's done loads for the club and he'll always be a legend, but it doesn't mean just because you're a legend and doesn't mean you should still get the job if you're not right for it. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the contrast in the forms before covid You'd probably say Steven Gerrard was on this path. If he didn't pick up, then he might have eventually got sacked. But then COVID stopped the season. And then since we've came back, Gerrard's fine and Lennon's down in the dump. So, But see, the players weren't playing for him. Do you think they would have came back for two down against Hibs and two down against Aberdeen to come back and get a draw? I know, but these players are a lot better than those players. These are internationals, multi-millionaires that are going and playing. Eventually, quality will tell in those situations. And I just think it's this season the system and everything's been found out but my point as well is last year when Rangers were 11 points behind Celtic so would, would the players not playing for Gerrard then or were the players just going through a bad stage but I think we just lost them there but uh, that is a good point you make we're going to take another call in a second or two Matt's on the line from Belfast or Paul are you still there what do you think of that Barry, what would you say? My point stumped him, and it let's be honest. My point stumped him. To be honest, we are just yeah. don't think some players are, are playing at the levels of what we're, we're used to, or what the supporters have been became used to. Are and, they not and what used the to manager. This challenge, maybe? Is that no, part that, of it? I yeah. said that. I th- maybe it is the, the pressure as well. They've uh-huh. not had this challenge. They had a slight challenge last year, as sure. I says, after yep. the 29th of December yep. when, when Rangers yep. went, I think it was a point ahead. But they've never been in this situation before. It's totally new. Mm-hmm for um, th- this group of players uh, I just think they're going through a, a bad time and when you actually break down what's happening at Celtic it's basic mistakes mm. it's killing them Yep, that's what's happening here's Matt on the line Paul that was uh, thanks for calling we, we lost you there don't know what happened Matt's on the line from Belfast good evening Matt how's it going guys yeah we're fine thank you what about you what are you thinking you want to talk about the Celtic defence and there's a lot to talk about yeah my question sort of for I was sort of trying to get the opinion of Sai and Barry. I think something that's lost is that people keep forget 
sort of forgetting about is how good a defender we'll have sitting on the bench who can't really get on and Hakim Al Hamid, where he can play mm. right, right back where Frimpong's struggling a bit. And, you know, when he plays a beaton, who I think is a lot better further forward, I just wonder what Barry and Sai think about it. Sai Like yeah. why he's not playing 100% agree I, I like El Hamid He'd play for me I think when you see him Play for Israel He looks like a top defender to me uh, One thing I like about him And as I've said A, a lot of times Is pace You know If, if Celtic are going to play The way they want to play And they want to press High up the pitch You need to have defenders That, that have got pace uh, You can tell Hibbs' game plan A mile off Aberdeen's was the same yeah. up at Pataudry Nick the ball off his head and kick the ball in behind him and that's what frustrates yeah. me Lennon teams are scoring against him no by playing amazing football or cutting them open it's simple things and, and that's where Celtic need to improve yeah, you can hold your yeah. hands up when, when somebody wallops a 25 yarder into the top bin or there's a great piece of skill but I think if you look at the two goals Celtic did concede they were sloppy mm-hmm. and that's the thing that's, that's frustrating the manager um, but there, he, he is still missing I mean, El Hamid, uh, to be honest with you, I think he's a, a decent defender. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's a proven has he international. Not, has he not got mistakes in him as well? Did, was he not culpable in uh, one of the, go- the winning goal for Ferenc Varos? Yeah, the, the yeah he was. Champions League yeah. qualifiers. It was in Ju- Julian yeah. as well. There was a lot made him, obviously, doesn't like the physical side of it, but he, he still is a decent defender. So I, I think what Neil Lennon needs to do is, is get a settled back four or a settled back three. Yeah. And just go with it. I think when you see Frimpong in the right back position, yeah, he gives you a lot going forward. But positionally wise, he's, he, he looks like a 19 or 20 year old kid, whatever he is. You know, he, he doesn't tuck in well. He doesn't sense danger well. El Hamed, as I said, is an international defender who's big and tall. Say like I conceded a lot of goals for set pieces just now. For me, it'd be a no-brainer for El Hamed to play right back. Say like I've got attacking players yeah. that can go and attack. It's, it's stopping goals that they need to get better at. But it's a natural reaction, yeah. isn't it, when things are going badly that you look at the players who are not playing and think, oh, why don't yeah. we, why don't we bring yeah. him? And you know, and it's and it's the same with, with Chris Chris Julian as well at the moment. Uh, a lot of Celtic fans were slagging him off earlier on in the season now want him back in just because it's not working defensively so suddenly Julian becomes a, a better player because he's not yeah, playing I, I was one that I, I think he does struggle with the physical side of the game he doesn't like coming up against a, a big strong centre forward um, but you, you've got to be honest there is a few players that have been missing it is going to hurt them because he, he can't really change it a lot no. so he needs to wait till this yeah. group of players are back well, well I mean they, they, you know, they spent big money on Shane Duffy getting Shane Duffy in, and then suddenly yep. you know, he, he, he's not performing his confidence is gone so you can't play him You know that that, that creates a massive and an, an expensive problem and for he's been a good player hasn't he yeah. at a good level well, he, came from yeah. a, he came from a really good yeah. level yeah. And he, was, he was expected everyone expected him maybe himself included to cruise it yeah, in, you don't in become a bad player and it's overnight. not happening you don't become a bad player overnight I, I just think he's I think it shocked him coming up to Scotland mm-hmm. the the pace of the game and, and the way that teams play up here um, so he's going to take a bit of time to adjust but one thing that Neil Lennon needs to do is just get a settled back three or a back four That that's the most important thing How do you get a settled defence when you're shipping goals like they did yeah. on Saturday? I think he needs to get three and just stick with them mm-hmm. you know even if there is a mistake I, I do feel a bit for Duffy because one week he's playing with a guy in Beaton who hasn't got pace and who wants to step out and the next he's got Welshere who plays a totally different way now don't get me wrong he's an international defender he should be able to adapt to that but Barry will tell you there's nothing better than being in a midfield or a defence where you're playing with these guys week in week out you know what he does well you know what his weaknesses are with Shane Duffy for me he's had a lot of partners that he's had to kind of switch how he plays each week so I think when Shane Duffy does get a settled back three for me it would be either Julian or El Ahmed with Duffy and Ayer Matt as, as what do you three. think do you agree with Sai? yeah I totally agree with Sai. I think that Shane Duffy hasn't been helped 
with uh, chopping and changing um, of his partners, but also think that um, I think I think it was as well, or Barry said it um, that you know something need to concentrate and just stop on the goals. You know, mm-hmm. because on he's on, he's unreal stepping out. But I mean, we just need to have you know settle three, settle four that just rugged heart defenders just to keep, just to keep a wee run of clean sheets going so we're going to just build a bit of momentum mm-hmm. rather than rather than keeping Beaton in there Would you give Beaton a wee chance in the position that Brown plays because that is that is Beaton's oh, favourite position Totally I, I really I think technically he's one of Celtic's best players I've said it since he's been here he's one of my favourite players I just don't like seeing him with centre half because I think he's I think he's wasted in a way because I think he gives he offers so much in the middle of the park. Something that I think actually even Colin McGregor lacks a wee bit in terms of Colin McGregor's great at picking the ball over, but I just think Beaton's got a wee bit more elegance in terms of moving the ball forward in the final third. Yeah, I mean, that, that, so that's that's his history playing in midfield. But yeah, I mean, he plays yeah. at, he plays in the back three for Israel and has done recently as well for them and for Celtic. Yeah. So actually, I, I don't know when the last time he played in midfield. Yeah. Matt, do you expect Celtic to narrow the gap? I do, I do. I expect them to narrow it, but uh, you know, I'm loath to admit it. Rangers look really good so far. Um, I'll ask again then. I should have said, will they catch Rangers? <laughs> no. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to follow my heart and say yeah, but my head tell me something different. <laughs> I don't want to. Because Barry's yeah, Barry, who's got all the experience of you know playing at the top level, saying, look, the Rangers dressing room know that Celtic will come good again. A long way to go, but you hear. Barry, there's a Celtic yeah, fan yeah. there measured saying, now getting worried about it. Yeah, look, of course they're going to get worried because they're 11 points behind and yeah. I know they've got two games in hand, but listen, you've got to be respectful of what you're coming up against. Yeah. They are the reigning champions. They have still got a lot of good players. That's what I would be saying inside the dressing room. Um, if they start getting carried away with themselves, they'll start losing games, Rangers. Matt, so they've got to yeah. continue what they're doing. Yeah. Because they know at any stage, at any time, Celtic will come bursting back. And Matt, up front, is it Edward and Griffiths for you? It's for me, Edward and Griffiths, yep. all day long. But I think it's Barry, just one more point. I think Barry made a great point uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I think Sai said it as well, that Stephen Gerrard seems to have learned from last year. For the beaters and, you know, at Christmas, and it looked like they were going to kick on. They got a bit carried away. He seems to have learned, which is the worrying thing. He, you know, he, he seems so measured, you know, and that's that's the way. But I think if Celtic get a settled team, get Griffiths fit, get him on the park with Edward, I think I think it'll go right to the wire. Definitely do. Matt, thanks very much for your call. There's more coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney with Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson 0808 17 17 700 and Rob we're on the socials too they can call yes. in and give us their points at go what is it again at, <laughs> at go football show I, I, you see, at, yeah. I know because usually I have it written in front of me at go football show yes absolutely we can uh, we'll hear from you on that as well thanks for all the calls coming in Paul is on the line now from Uddingston a Rangers fan good evening Paul Hi, how are you doing, guys? All right? Yeah, we're good. Thanks for a Monday in lockdown. Um, But, yep, yep, we're fine. Paul, what are you thinking? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm a happy camper. I'm watching the Rangers just doing their absolutely flying. I'm loving it. But I'm worried about those other teams out there who can afford higher wages, maybe scooping through their players because they're playing that good. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, if they draw, being heroes and potential winning silverware is enough to keep 
some players I booked for this particular act. So you're worrying about the January transfer window, Barry? Aye, already. Yeah. November. Yeah, yeah listen, yeah. I, I, I totally get why the Rangers fans would be worried, but um, I, I can't guarantee, but I would imagine that the manager wouldn't let any of the top players go in January. Um, they've got a chance to be heroes. Um, they're going really well just now. Everything's rosy in the garden, so I, I wouldn't imagine, uh, imagine the manager um, would let any of the players go. He would, he'd be actually sent to the board because, listen, some of the players are playing excellent just now. Tavernier for one, I wouldn't be surprised if our team's looking at him. And obviously, Ryan Kent, Glenn Kamara is another one you can pitch in, but there's a number of players who are, are playing brilliantly just now for Rangers. But absolute no chance, I would say, that Stephen Gerrard would let any of them. Go you in January. Don't want to leave Fergie now. Nah. No, not no, till the summer. If no, they're going to go yet. What's the point of leaving halfway yeah. through a season? There's a chance you can go and win silverware for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. That will be the driving force um, yeah, from within the, yeah. the squad and the, the management side. So I, I couldn't imagine. Somebody asked me on a day if something ridiculous came in. I still don't believe they would entertain for it. Ryan Kent or something. No, listen, you would. Yeah. Uh, me as a manager, just. Pull them in and say, listen, mm. you've got a, a chance three months of winning silverware. I think they respect, respect Gerard enough as well. Don't I think I you can see that they really respect Gerard. You yeah. know, I, I think if you if, continue yeah. the form, clubs are always going to be interested in you in anyway. So it's about maintaining that forum and then come next summer, yeah. if there is a chance, they'll let them go then. That would be the message, wouldn't it? You'll get your move. If you're wanting to move, you'll get your move in the summer. Just stay tight, stay in there. I mean, Stephen Gerrard's been working two and a half years towards this. Um, you know, he's been putting pieces in that jigsaw for Rangers uh, since he took the job, and it's now all coming to fruition. Mm. And Rangers can now, from here, they're perfectly placed now to go and win the title uh, and and carve their place in in recent history. Um, and especially James Tavernier would want to stay because he's been with the club now for so long. Um, Trophyless years, he wants some silverware, uh, and he's gonna ha- he's gonna stay there for that. Yeah, personally, that's why you play football. Mm-hmm. Look, everybody wants to try and play at the highest level. There's no doubt about it. But to win silverware as a football, and certainly the way things have went for Rangers over the the last few years, it's a real good opportunity for them to go and do that. So that's why I would, I, do you know what? I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. be really shocked if something happened in January with, with any of the top players we touched on it on Friday night talking about Celtic and players and Rangers a 15.9 million deficit came yeah. out on Friday Absolutely. so it's a huge amount of yeah. money all the clubs are not getting anything like what they expected this year because there's no fans in so so that does bring financial pressures yeah. it, it does ask the question at a certain point in time yeah. if a big bid comes in for a James Tavernier or a Ryan Kent or a Glenn Kamara or whoever else at Rangers um, because the, the clubs are losing money hand over a fist but this is a special mm. season mm. this is a one-off season Rangers want to stop Celtic yeah. getting to 10 in a row and they want a title to call their own that yeah, might be a short term fix just quickly Fergie yeah. but yeah. in the long term if you sell one of your best players and you lose you, you lose the league you've got 20,000 at Ibrox next yeah. year yeah. so your long term pl- plan is okay you might lose it on money for six months and get, and get that in the summer but in the long term you lose you lose season ticket money yeah but it's a bit worrying with the losses but I think we've, I think Rangers have now now that you're chairman. pumping money in uh-huh. no, they've got a real top chairman <laughs> uh-huh. in, in Douglas Park mm-hmm. the, the guy knows um, knows how to deal with money so they've got somebody who's going to clearly try and um, help with the finances so and 
I think the club are in a good place, as yeah. I said, but they've got the, the right people now behind the scenes. And, Paul, I, th- and I think yeah. there is a difference as well, isn't there, Paul? There, there's there's now in the last few weeks, really, a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh. We can see the possibilities yeah. of a vaccine in the spring. So clubs can now uh, see an end to their... Well, to their immediate financial problems and a way of turning things around, a way of getting some fans into the ground and making making some money and again. season tickets for, for yeah. the following season because yeah. that's a real worry exactly. for every events business. Yeah. You know, people have got by this year probably, but if we were going into 2021 with no fans or no events, you know, with people there, that would be a huge problem. Paul, how much are you missing it this year, not being able to go to Ibrooks? Okay, I know it would be brilliant just the way we're playing. It's just, it's just uh, typical, but... Let's be started playing as well and look that good that we can't carry on them. But we'll make up for it. We'll open New Year once the vaccine's up. Are you confident now that you will win the league? Well, I say this every year. I'm going to win the league, so I don't want to it again. But it does feel different this year. It does. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. But if you're Rangers, do you want fans backing? Do you, do you, why would you want anything to change? That was my next point I was going to ask. Has that been part of it? <laughs> no, I don't know if it's been part of it, but why would you want no, it to change? The pressure came off. Well, good for the money, Si. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of playing-wise, why would you want yeah. anything to change right now for, yeah. for Rangers? Yeah, we'll, we'll never know if it, it, it has yeah. yet. Yeah. We, we don't know. Um, you've just got to take it with face value. Just now, the way that Rangers are playing, we'll watch them. Um, and I just I, I really think they're a good watch just the energy about them there's a real commitment from them um, and listen winning breeds confidence and you can see each game I actually think they're getting better and then I think Rob made the point right at the start of the show it's when they go and start making substitutions the quality yeah. that's coming from the bench onto the pitch is something that the manager's not had in the, the two years previous. Side, do you think it has made a difference for Rangers? Okay, it's hard. There's light for you because you would never know. You know, they're playing great football. Whether they'd be able to play that same way with fans there who are notoriously tough on on, on players when they give the ball away, who knows? But uh, my point is, if you were Rangers, Stephen Gerrard players, why would you want anything to change? I think I think Rangers are, are in a bubble. I know a bubble is yeah. a, a word that's used a lot at the moment, you know, to, in, in connection with COVID. But I think Rangers are, are in a bubble all of their own. I don't think it would make any difference whether there were fans in or not. Rangers are in the zone at the moment. And at the moment, there's no shaking them out of it. And they are ruthless and they are relentless and they have their eyes on the prize. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. They're, they're so focused. Mm. I, I've never seen them like this since the, the, the managers come in. Um, and as I said, they're winning games of football, but they're winning games of football convincingly. I mean, that, that game yesterday, I, I think Aberdeen got away with one, 4-0. Yeah. That, that mm. could have been anything. Could have been was, six, seven. Yeah, but yep. It could have been, but do you know what? They're doing the right thing. I love the, the noises that are coming out after the games. They're, they're being really respectful um, and taking one game at a time. Here he is. Stephen Gerrard. I think to remain humble, realise where you are, what stage of the season you're at. You know, it's still November. Um, I never done it as a player, unfortunately. But look, it means nothing at the moment. We've had a fantastic start. Of course, we're pleased to be where we are, so we need to enjoy that. But we know there's a lot of hard work to do and a lot of big tests and challenges that are just uh, on the horizon. So we certainly won't be getting carried away. You don't hear him often talk about that. He said he didn't do it himself, so he didn't win a title. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He won plenty, didn't he? But uh, yeah, I mean, he's been working hard at it. He's hated these last couple of seasons, the fact that they've been trophyless. Um, he, he's desperate for, for Rangers now to, to to grind on. Well, not grind on because they're they're far from grinding the way they're, they're the way enjoying they're, it, aren't the, they? the way they're yep. playing. Yeah, 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 they're they're absolutely loving that. And and they they have a they have the look at the moment of an unstoppable team. Do you know what I like about him? He learns from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and and both the way they've played defensively last year, they weren't good enough, and, and now this year they're the best defensive team in the league. Last year, the way he spoke, I think he speaks well, but I think he did get carried away. I think he didn't make that himself around uh, about Christmas time. This time he's not. That's a sign of a good manager, somebody who learns for their mistakes. They watch, they go back and watch last year. They listen to what they've said. They, listen, they look how their teams played, and they change that. And that's what Steven Gerrard's done this year. So he deserves all the credit in the world for for for, for, for turning Rangers round. Here's Derek McInnes speaking about Rangers after that 4-0 defeat yesterday. The first goal, a wicked deflection and it gets Rangers up and running. Uh, the second goal I think we can do better with. I don't know if it takes another deflection before it goes in, but certainly we had a couple of opportunities to make tackle, uh, make the tackle. Like I say, obviously the game's done as soon as that third goal goes in. And we're disappointed clearly because despite the, the problems we have, despite not having the speed in the team that we wanted in the team, despite we shot at midfielders, I thought the effort from the players was clear. It was it was it was four nil with a couple of deflections, but yeah. if the deflections hadn't gone in, the goals would have come in another fashion. Uh, Ab- Aberdeen were always going to get hiding from Rangers yesterday, and that's that's the reality of it. I was actually looking forward to the game because I, I was I was looking forward to Aberdeen making it a contest because they've been so good this season in the main. Um, I, I thought I still thought they had to go up a level anyway to 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 create a contest with Rangers, but the very fact that there was no Ferguson, McCrory, McLennan and they had a host of injuries like Johnny Hayes out as, yeah. as well Scott Wright was missing who's been mm. great for them this season so that's half the team and, they, and they'd Funzo Ojo and they'd uh, Greg Lee, Lee as they're as their holding midfield N- neither have barely played this season yeah. certainly not together so so I think you knew what was coming yeah, yesterday it, it's going to hinder any team when you're missing that, that sort of quality but at the end of the day Rangers still had to beat what was in front of them Yeah, um, and that was a, an Aberdeen team that were going to come and work as hard as possible yeah but I think it, they'd have beaten so, them anyway by yeah, but yeah. I, I've no doubt about it listen as Derek says there there was a few deflections but I'm with you Rob the, the, yeah. there was countless chances there was countless opportunities and they, they were just dry every two or three minutes it was just waves of attack from Rangers and so I think it showed you how good Rangers were as well because I think Derek tried to change it two or three times even in the first half I think they tried to change tactics they went for sitting in to try to press them high and as I say because of Rangers the difference they've got in their style of play this year where they can switch it instead so they're playing it for the back Aberdeen are sitting in Aberdeen go and press them and they kick the ball over the top of them and they've got a different way of playing this year and that's, that's a massive advantage to have Rangers doing their homework homework time for you three how did we get on at the weekend with the predictions? I think I was uh, a winner, wasn't I? Yeah, let's just check. So Dundee United, uh, no, Hamilton. So. <laughs> so it was 2-1 for Dundee United, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I, I got two right scores. I, yeah. I, I got Dundee United 2-1 and I got St Johnston 1-1. Uh, I don't oh, think, and I got yeah, the, wow. and, and the Rangers one, which sure. was fairly obvious, but, yeah. but, I, but that was it, three for me. I can't even remember. So, <laughs> so much has happened since then. Barry. No, oh, I had a nightmare. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I had a nightmare. Well, you thought yeah, Celtic were going to win. Yeah, I thought yeah, Celtic were going yeah. Yep, I had Rangers and Dun United, but the rest, sadly okay. wrong. Oh, Rob, you won then. Uh, yeah. Rob's the winner. By yeah. default, because you two were so bad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and tomorrow night, Rob, uh, Hibs St. Johnson. Yeah. So Hibs' chance to go third. Yeah, they can go third. Um, it could be a good battle. Uh, I thought. Uh, you know, we're obviously uh, talking about Celtic and Rangers on on this show, but um, you know there was a lot to like about Hibs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hibs will be disappointed they didn't hang on because they were they were two up, but lots of pluses for them. Um, and Kevin Nisbet scored. Oh, I mean, how yeah. well did Kevin Nisbet take that goal? And I mean, we've been speaking about him for weeks uh, as as a guy yeah. who could be elbowing his way into the Scotland squad for next summer, and he didn't do himself any harm at the weekend. You know, usually you get the goal scorers, which Kevin Nisbet is, is just want to score goals, but Kevin. He's, he's got so much more than that you know and this is his first year in the SPL amazing 
Yep. He's flinging people about. He's winning balls in the air. His touch is brilliant. He's linking play. Kevin, this bit looks for me like he's a he's a Celtic Rangers player mm-hmm. or, or an, even an English Premiership player. Mm-hmm. I really do think he's that good. Mm-hmm. I've seen him live at Dunfermline a couple of times last year uh, on the podcast. He was my shout of want to watch this season, and he's not let me down. But it's that confidence when you hear him talk we talk about Lyndon Dykes and guys mm. like that in the Scotland squad now Kevin Nisbet's got that and along with that ability that he's got he could go to the top yeah, he's a great example somebody who got let go for Partick Thistle mm. and went down the leagues and um, knuckled down and worked hard and got his move for Raith Rovers to Dunfermline went and done really well in the Championship and he got his obviously move to Hibs in the summer and you know what he's not looked out of place and he's been really impressive every single time I, I see him it looks to me if he's getting better and better and he'll be one that'll be knocking on Stevie Clark's door to see if he can get into that Euro squad That's Barry Ferguson who bounced into the studio a couple of hours ago because a good win for you at the weekend for Kelty Hearts I thought you were going to say Cliff Rangers <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was kind of teasing that that was the yeah. So, yeah, good, good win yeah, yeah. good win against a tough team um, so we played them again on Wednesday night. It's a double header. It's crazy the way right. the yep. the leagues. Uh, I'll come watch. I'll get me a ticket. Is it Clyde? Yep. I'll come watch. Uh-huh. And, and you say you hobbled in here, but a good win for you at the weekend against yeah, the Martin. Played, played thirty minutes, and for thirty minutes we were outstanding. And then after that, it was just alright when I went off. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a great result. As, yep. as I said on Friday, Jim Duffy's teams yep. are always well organised. Wasn't that a classic? It's no one that people will talk about for years to come. No. But it's three points, and that's a wins a win side. Exactly, Barry. And Rob, are we going to get the fans back soon? Good news in England in Tier One. Four thousand yeah. fans can come in soon. Yeah, and two thousand in Tier Two. Is yeah, that, I mean, it's yeah. well, it's a step in the right direction. That's after the lockdown, of course, in England. So there will be some fans at games. Uh, and hopefully that's a trend that's going to continue up in Scotland as well. More coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles. The near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. And no shortage of talking points and you're calling Glasgow's own Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Delighted to be with them. Throughout the season here, season 2021, Robert, could be quite a season. Is this a season where Celtic could complete the quadruple treble and Rangers could be going for the treble? Yes, that could happen. <laughs> Does <laughs> that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because um, obviously the 20th of December is the Scottish Cup final, Celtic against Hearts. It seems in, it seems incredible, an incredible treble uh, that it's all happening now. It's all been delayed horribly, of course. Um, and yeah, the Celtic could complete it then. Um, and yeah, Rangers are on the march at the moment and uh, looking uh, a tough nut to crack. But come end of the season... Both teams neither will care about winning the league cup or the Scottish Cup this year. Everyone's one going thing. down to one thing, and it's to win the league. And Rangers need to stop it. Celtic need to win it. And that's all that will matter for both clubs this yeah, year, but, fans and players. I but think. if you're Rangers and you're well on the march at the moment, and you're, you're I take it, Barry and and everyone else is sort of saying, yeah, 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 respect for the opposition and all that. But if you're Rangers, you're feeling really confident about the title at this stage, not just the points gap, but the way things are going. So, if you're Rangers, why not just go for the clean sweep? Mm. 
I think Europe. I think Europe will be a big, big one for them. Uh-huh. I've said on here before. Yeah, I think did. Rangers yeah. can go far in Europe. I, yeah. don't, I, I yeah. said Celtic, which I got horribly wrong. But I think you know, if you ask Stephen Gerrard what he wants to do, I think Europe. I think mm-hmm. it's a big thing for him. You know, I think he prides himself on his European record. I think they'll be concentrating on the league in, in Europe for me. Barry, domestically, you're in it. You win it. Whatever competition you, you enter, um, the only testing time's going to come um, with the Europa is once you get after the new year. Mm-hmm. It looks to me that Rangers are going to qualify. There's no doubt about it. It's when you get into that January, February and the Europa games come yeah. round, you've got a League Cup games, Scottish Cup yeah. games, the League games are coming thick and fast. Well, well, that I think yeah. that would be the point at which Rangers could mm-hmm. almost elbow the Scottish Cup and the League Cup mm-hmm. out, out of importance mm-hmm. because at that stage, the, the title obviously is number one for them. But yeah, I I, th- I agree with you. I mean, look, look at what they did to Benfica in Lisbon. Um, b- before that late switch off and they, they conceded a couple and they drew in the end they'll ex- expect to beat Benfica on Thursday now if you're beating Benfica uh, you're well up there in the rankings in that Europa League competition yeah, I think they're one of the favourites yeah. for yeah. Europa League um, and Rangers I mean, I'm, I'm sure the manager you've seen his interview after the game he must have been kicking himself um, being 3-1 up of course and, yeah. and uh, conceding two goals uh, late on but listen Again, that's the confidence that Rangers have got just now. Mm. They're but going into Thursday night yeah. against a, a, a very good team with a lot of good players, mm. Benfica, mm. and oh. they're confident to beat them. Am, yeah. I, am I right in saying they, finished, they got to the last 16 last year, Rangers? Yeah, they did. And, and, and this year, look at the difference in, in, in yeah. them domestically. They're a yeah. much better mm. team this year, so why but, could they not go? And, and Benfica are, are Champions League regulars. They've been mm-hmm. Champions League for the last 10 seasons, but when they're in the Europa League they've never lost at home and Rangers were seconds away from ending that amazing home record of Benfica in the, in the Europa League that must make Rangers think that they can go deep into this tournament and the fact again Benfica never cut them open it was individual errors that cost Rangers a point I think Hillander had a bit of a nightmare on the night yeah. but the fact that top teams like Benfica are struggling to break Rangers down at home it, t- it tells you how, how well set up that he, he just needs, the manager just needs to get that first trophy yeah. in the cabinet mm-hmm. Will that be thing. in a way? Yep, 100%. Well, yeah. Even if that, it is that, a league cup? That'll be his drive, driving force just now. It could be such a catalyst, then. You think mm. back. Yep, you know, Alex Ferguson, remember that he went, what was it, three to four years with nothing, mm. and then he won the League Cup in England, and then he went on to win so many. Yeah. Not saying that's what will happen, but Rangers fans must feel confident. Give us a call, 08, 08 17 17 700. Celtic fans too, what do you reckon? David, are Celtic fans on the line calling from south of the border? Hi, David. Are we doing you all right? Yeah, we're all right. How are you? I'd be better if we weren't 11 points behind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? No, it's a frustrating one. Um, when we talk about culture change and ethos and players not playing with confidence, if there's that many that are affected, it ultimately comes down to the gaffer. So my question really is, um, I think Lenny won't walk because of the payout he's going to get from the board if he's sacked rather than walks. So do we think the Celtic board are playing a game of chicken? Are they gambling 10 in a row? Well. You know, I've stuck up for him quite a bit because I think he's had a testing season, as I've said, with other managers with COVID and injuries and stuff. Uh, the, the one worry I would have on Neil Lennon was his interview after the game where he's saying that, that players are lacking motivation. Now, having known Neil Lennon, that, that's the kind of manager he is. He's a man, a man manager, he's a motivator. And if he's struggling to do that, then questions will need to be asked by the board. Because he'll tell you himself, he's not a manager who goes on the training ground and coaches. He's a guy that can get players up. You speak to anyone that's played for him, I've played under him. He's a guy that can get you up for games. And like I say, if he's struggling to do that then the board will be asking questions lack of hunger that was one of the quotes people standing watching it was awful and he mentioned lazy as well 
But then what you meant to Davier him? Yeah. You know, he gets criticised when he comes out after yeah. games earlier on in the season. Yeah. I criticised him for saying they were playing well when I didn't think they were. He then comes out and says they're not playing well, and yeah. people say he's thrown him under, under the bus. He's just you know, been honest. He's just been honest. It's cleared his interviews. He's he's really frustrated. Yeah, he's, he's pulling his hair out. He is. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying about people standing and watching. He's talking about that second goal. Yeah, that second goal. Yeah. That that's something he'd have been what on can, that what, touchline. Uh, absolute fuming with that. What, what, can, what can he do about that? What yeah. what can he? He's on the touchline. That looking you know all that horror, is? horror like every well, Celtic that's fan. Players on the pitch not yeah. taking responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. But can I right. say players before under Neil Lennon? That would never happen, Rob, because you'd been in fear if you're standing with a hand on the hips when you got back in the dressing room that he was going to absolutely slaughter you. So I don't know if that's gone now. It would suggest to me that oh, if, if boys are standing on their hips because I know five ten years ago there's absolutely no chance. Players playing under Neil Lennon would be standing with their hands on their hips in David, fear of what would happen to them. Tell me something. See, see, you know yourself when you've done something wrong in a game or you've not played well. I would rather a manager walk through that dressing room door and give me it 100%. Give me it tight. But do the players want that now? Do they? Well, well they, players they shouldn't be it. playing football, they shouldn't mm. be playing at big clubs. Mm-hmm. That, that's the standards, that's that's the, the pressures that you're always under. And they, and they shouldn't need the motivation of the manager either. They should be self-motivated. They're, they're top players mm. on top money. They shouldn't mm. need him to, to tell them specifically right. what to do. These are basics of football. David, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think if you're getting to a point where um, that old school sort of aggressive manager um, hairdryer treatment isn't working... Um, it's a big transition from Rodgers to that sort of treatment, I'd imagine. Um, are there players left from the Rodgers era then where shouting them isn't enough? Is it enough to win 10 in a row outside of Glasgow for these players? But listen, see, Brendan Rodgers, that's a one-off for Celtic. Celtic will never get a manager coach like Brendan Rodgers again. They were lucky that they got Brendan Rodgers at that time. He's a world-class manager. Anybody that came in after Brendan Rodgers was going to be a dip. It's like Alex Ferguson leaving Man United on a, on a lesser extent. He's that good a manager. Seen him firsthand. Anyone. Lenny had the, whatever you want to say, you kind of say it on radio, yeah. to come in and take it on. Yeah. Not many would. And there was going to be a dip. And, and I think what he's went wrong with is, at first he admitted that he tried to copy Brendan Rodgers. And then he went back to his old way. But it seems to me, again, it's back to the Brendan Rodgers style. I know that they still do Brendan Rodgers training, which worries me. Because if you're the manager, you can't be doing somebody else's thing. You need to do what you want to do. And I, again, if he's going to do that, if he's going to go, he needs to go and do it on his own way. Mm-hmm. And whether he's doing that, I know with the people that are behind him, I don't know. And the buck stops with the manager, and that's what David's saying. He'll know that. I know, of course. Lennon, uh, he's so well, experienced, of yeah, course. Yeah. And he's a clever yeah. customer. He's a realist as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he knows that he's going to be under severe. He knows that fans are not going to be happy because it's results at Celtic. It's all about winning. Mm-hmm. If you draw, it's a, a nightmare. If you lose a game, it's an absolute disaster. And it's, same, it's the same at Rangers. He knows he needs to turn it around really quickly. People keep saying, who, who are you going to get? Who are you going to bring in? Yeah. And I tell, you're going to bring somebody from England up because yeah. I tell you what, they'll get a shock to the system when they come yeah. up here. And I tell you what, you wouldn't want to be the, the person making the decision either. When, you know, what is the decision and when do you make it? Because, you know, it's got worse from the weekend, so it's now 11 points mm-hmm. of a gap. Well, do you decide to stick with Neil Lennon because he's the guy that's going to turn it round and you don't want to gamble on a new guy coming in? So, Rob, ultimately, it's Dermot Desmond. Peter Lobo's the chief executive yeah. of the club. Yeah. Dermot Desmond uh, went into the dressing room at Hamden and yeah. went, when he gave the job to Neil Lennon, yeah. Um, and the buck stops there. Yeah. And, and David makes a good point, you know, that uh, Neil Lennon wouldn't walk, but I'm not so sure. I wonder if we'd walk. Dermot Desmond has such a high regard for Neil, Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon's a proud, a, proud, exactly, yeah. a proud, proud man. Yeah. It, it would be a, 
a with mutual consent yeah. job if if it happened because there, there, w- there would be a meeting of minds at yeah. that point there would be a meeting yeah. between Neil Lennon and Peter Lowell and Dermot Desmond and they would sit down and they would sort out and, they would, and, and, and that and it would you know mm. so that Neil Lennon could could walk away uh, with, with his with his yeah. uh, with his pride intact yeah. I'm not just saying it because Rangers are 11 points but I think it would be a crazy decision mm. for Celtic to get rid of Neil Lennon yeah. Yeah. I, I even honestly do fair, even if the gap got bigger if it's still the same a month or six weeks down the line then but just now I think it would be a crazy decision I mean it's not like they're, I mean they've, they've drew with Hibs and Aberdeen away from home yeah. they're hard games mm-hmm. Rangers drew at Hibs mm-hmm. you know they're tough games they're not getting outplayed either if Celtic like were getting outplayed then yes I could maybe think about it but they're not as I've said it's individual earners yep. see, see in, in Saturday against Hibs 2-0 down they could have an out with a whimper mm-hmm. yeah. they didn't mm-hmm. I didn't get that they're not playing for the manager yeah, but no, I'm not buying that either no. I've seen the last 30 minutes where listen it might have made a difference with the substitutions who knows but we keep all going on about Edward and Griffiths so did they need them up front but that was a Celtic team that showed a bit of character mm. for me to come back because you know what it's like 2-0 down the game's finished at times mm. they could have seen it out and just thought oh, do you know what I don't care well that's not what I've seen I've seen a Celtic team desperate to get back in the game mm. And the, and the problem is it's what's happening on the other side of the city of course it, it, impa- it, is, it, impacts, it? Yeah. it impacts hugely on what's happening at Celtic because every mistake that Celtic make is magnified mm. because Rangers ain't making any mm-hmm. yep Gordon Strachan was mentioned as well I dare say yep. that what do you think of that? Well, I think it's going back the way I think mm. if that was the case I, th- I hear what Barry says there treat him with dignity if that is the case I think Neil Lennon would know if, if he has if it gets to a position where he can't get any more out of the team I think he would go but I think that Dermot Desmond Peter Lowell will do the right thing with him because mm. he's a Celtic great Yeah, and he, he stepped up the Brendan Rodgers year it was amazing years it was kind of time I mean it wasn't time for him to go in February but Neil Lennon stepped up and there was an energy in the team and then they completed that season they won the cup and they won the league yeah. so give them that credit it's a really really tough one Rob there's never been a position like this where you know, he could win you know four trophies mm. yeah, sorry yeah. four four trebles he could win everything I know. because of Covid it's so unusual but people are clamouring for it to go and that's not a factor it's not you know, know. in, in yeah. the decision making process yeah. that Scottish Cup final is not really no, a factor and sure. it, and, but it is incredible yeah. because that would be 12 trophies on the trot and Neil, and Neil Lennon's had a fair part in what five five of them? Would that be right? Five of the twelve, the last five. Yeah. Would you yeah. keep him in? The, would you keep him in, Rob? I just think it's too big a gamble to to get rid of him um, at at the moment. And, and I realise that that the gap could grow, and and then it, it becomes maybe the decision becomes obvious at that stage. But right now, I think you have to just hold tight. Mm. David, what would you do? What's your final say on it? Well, I think um, there's always concern about how late is too late then because do you wait until Rangers are 15, 16 points clear? I think if you get to a stage where um, the old phone games come up and the results go in your favour, then maybe it's a different story. So potentially let's see how we are at Christmas is just because of the fact I love Neil Lennon. And he is a legend, like you said, he needs to be treated with respect. But it's, it's frustrating. I think Thursday, I completely agree with Sai that we've got to go out and win that game and play well. Yeah. Yep. There's there's something disjointed about Celtic at the moment. There's some there's, they're disjointed on the pitch. There there seem there are signs that they're disjointed off the pitch as well. How are things in that managerial and coaching setup? Mm-hmm. How are communications between even higher within the club and and Neil Lennon? Um it just doesn't seem a, a happy ship. Yeah, he, he's trying to find solutions. He, he he's chopping and changing to try and find the right personnel to fit into 
a team and he needs to find it quick he knows that himself as I said um, uh, look I think Rangers supporters and Rangers as a club would be rubbing their hands if Celtic get rid of Neil Lennon just yeah. now I'll be honest with you would that, would that be the Rangers yep, reaction yep, if Celtic get rid of Neil Lennon yep, yep. and I think it would be crazy can I just say I want to ask Barry if he's a manager I, I think Neil Lennon's got his philosophy I hate that word but the way he wants to play I think his assistant manager's different I think he's the Brendan Rodgers type uh, the first team coach I don't know what he does but I just kind of see any. I didn't, I didn't see any other manager in the, in the world that's got a backroom staff that want to play differently from him I just didn't get that Surely if you're a manager, Barry, you've got guys in that are like-minded that want to play the same way as you, as you, as you want to play. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of management, I've got a certain way of playing and they might disagree in certain bits yet. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with the manager. That's the way he's got a way of playing. I don't want to use that word you <laughs> Sorry, mate. Philosophy. <laughs> um, I'm hearing with that the, too with much. With a cast left, yeah. Yeah, but no, look, if Neil Lennon's yeah. got a certain way to play, just stick with it. Let's believe in it. Has, has Neil Lennon ha- ever had any say in what his backroom team is? The, co- the, co- the, well, the, co- the coaching team is? Or was he? Ju- did he just take the job replacing Brendan Rodgers and he had the coaching people who were there at the time and and at no point since then has he brought in anyone of his own yeah well what happened Rob was, was obviously Brendan Rodgers was there with Chris Davis Colo Touré and John Kennedy yeah. and they went to Leicester Kennedy stayed and it was Neil Lennon that he brought Damien Duffin from under 21s yeah. and yeah. I think there was a real relationship there between Neil Lennon and Damien Duffin you know similar backgrounds played yeah. at the same era I think they wanted to play football the kind of same way I, I don't care what anyone says if you're a manager you need guys that you trust behind you whether he trusts them or not I can't say because I don't see them day in day out but for me it's such a ma- the pressure that you're under it just seems to me that he's taking it up upon himself because he can't go and speak to two and three other people he takes it personal because at the end of the day he is a, a Celtic fan he is as you mentioned Paul he won countless trophies as a player he's done the same as a manager so he, he's got a bit of pride mm-hmm. And his pride's hurting just now. He needs to see that coming for his players. Would you take a job with people that wasn't yours? No, no way. No. no way. I think some Celtic fans should remember that 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 he is no nobody's hurting at the moment yeah. more than more Rob. than more than Neil Lennon. It, he, uh, you know, I've said this numerous times. I've n- rarely met anyone in football who hates losing more than him. Concern, yeah, um, and concern today with the the two goals it's you know really slack unnecessary and we we give ourselves a lot to do but they did it we didn't win the game so we've maybe lost ground and that's on us you know we have to have to do better you know I mean Hibs didn't really have to work us to get the goals we've given them away and he spoke about the goals conceded concern yeah um, concern yeah um, and concern today with the the two goals it's you know really slack on this we sound spookily like the one we played a moment yeah. or two ago but yeah that's a, that is a good point He's uh, it's time that someone came out and supported him or is that just the kiss of death in a football See, club if someone comes and yeah. supports the manager you can you can, you can criticise a manager but being personal is I, I just didn't get that after what this guy's gave for your club other than Tommy Burns Neil Lennon's the one guy at Celtic who made me know what it meant to play for Celtic we drew, a, we drew an under 21 game away at Sunderland and he kept us in the dressing room for 90 minutes after the game Telling us what 90 it means. minutes Nin- yeah. <laughs> another, another night, nightmare 90 minutes for me um, and, and sat and explained to us what it meant to play for Celtic and what it takes to play for the club people didn't see that Celtic's his life he's been through a lot while he's been at Celtic both player and manager and see these guys you're shouting for you're looking for a guy that's won leagues that love Celtic you've got him, you've got him there He's done it. He's been there and done it for Celtic. He's got the passion to do it. If anyone wants to win 10 in a row, sorry, there's no other manager out there that wants to win 10 in a row more than Neil Lennon. 
David, before you go, thanks for making the call. And uh, you've been respectful about it too. And that, that's the level of conversation we want about this. David, do you think that uh, they can turn it around and chase Rangers? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I definitely think sending a rose on the cards and we'll celebrate yeah, when all of this pandemic's over. <laughs> David, an enthusiast and an optimist. David, thanks for calling the Go Radio Football Show. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, after a weekend when Celtic drew 2-2 at Hibs and Rangers 4-0 against Aberdeen, who are uh, the new third force in Scottish football. More of your calls coming next. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go! Look, we've had a very positive strong start there's no getting away from it we're keeping clean sheet we're winning we're on a good run and we're in a fantastic place I can't deny that but in terms of the stats and the numbers and where we are uh, we take no notice of it we just focus on the next game keep moving along the, the league's rested now for a couple of weeks because we've got Benfica and a, a cup game at the weekend yeah we, we keep moving forward Benfica I mean Stephen Gerrard what a record he has as a player in Europe unsurpassed almost and, and as a manager he's been doing really well for the past couple of seasons in Europe yeah certainly in Europe the, the way that he plays suits European yep. football but this season he's brought it domestically um, he's brought the game the game plan perfectly into, into place and again you hear him just saying there they're in a fantastic place but do you know what there's still a lot of hard work to be done and they're not listening to all the, the noise that's happening outside the, the the kind of bubble they're in as Rob says that they're definitely in a bubble they're definitely focused and they're a real good place they just need to maintain this now 11 points clear of Celtic Celtic two games in hand with a caller just before the break Si we were talking about should Neil Lennon what would happen would you bring Gordon Strachan in alongside him uh, people are saying Gordon Strachan to replace him but I would bring him in next to him why not you know what's what, an extra pair of eyes he's, yeah, he's, he's doing the youth but I think he's he's not in there a lot is he no. yeah. I think he would jump at the chance I really and, do and what I like about it is that, that kind of partnership is Gordon Strachan brought Neil Lennon into the, the first team fold at Celtic he was his first team coach after Tommy Burns died I think they've got similar philosophies on football you know Gordon Strachan's not one of these Brendan Rodgers types that, that likes the ball to get played about the back he likes to get the ball in his front too it's similar to Neil Lennon you know they're very much having worked with both of them um, there, there's a lot of similarities between them the only worry that you would have is Lenny shouting at them then Strachan if they can't handle Lenny shouting at both of them would be a bit much but I think Gordon Strachan's got a good way of doing it and I think he's good on the coaching field you know and I think that would be a massive help to Neil Lennon getting his points across through Gordon Strachan so bring him in as director of football or co-manager or whatever yep no that co-manager stuff but maybe no. a director of football uh, yeah, the co-manager yeah. doesn't work that absolutely doesn't ok so that's uh, your suggestion what do you think oh, that's headlines oh, it's headlines it is I like the sound of that yeah, yeah. And bring it on. We want this to go on and on, Barry. Don't we? It's good for us and go. What do you think, Rob? Keep you it think going. That? He's a yeah. great guy to listen to as well, Gordon yeah. Strachan, isn't he? You could, you yeah. could, you could listen to him talking about football all night long, which is just as well because he, he does tend to speak all night long. Give us a quick word. Is what he used to say, wasn't it, to the reporters? <laughs> yeah, velocity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Deb, what about Dunfermline Hearts the other night? Surprised, Barry? The result. I was surprised that I watched the game Friday night after I, I came back from the, the show and I've got to be honest with you, I thought Dunfermline were the, were the better team and they deserved right. to get the three points. I was impressed with it. I was speaking to Sai off air. Yep. The couple of boys in the middle of the park, Turner, um, young boy, was, was really good. And Kyle, the boy, Kyle Turner, yeah. Yep, and the boy they've got in loan from McEnroy, Celtic. Kerr McEnroy, yeah, yep. good player. That's, that's Tommy Turner's boy, isn't it, Kyle? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've played yeah, against right. Tommy yeah. Turner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, decent player. Is he, he giving you a good kicking? Oh, he's some man. Told <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that gear change was because Adam, a Dunfermline fan, is on the line. Adam, welcome to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Hi, Energy Limited. Hi, hello, Adam. Hi, how about you? Good. How about you? You must be cloud nine after Friday. 
Yeah, 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 I was delighted. Um, just like Barry, I didn't expect um, the win. I, I, I thought we would give them a good game anyway, but yeah, I was delighted with the win. And my question is really, is, do you think that Hearts can be challenged by quite a few teams in the Championship? And after Friday's performance, do you see them farming as potential title contenders? Great question. Okay, it's a good question. Who wants to yeah, take that first? I mean, Barry Ferguson. Yeah. The evidence was there on, on Friday night of Dunfermline put their sort of performances in week in, week out. There's there's no reason why that they can't challenge Hearts. I mean, if you look at all the squads, Hearts have got the strongest squad, there's no doubt about it, looking at the names. But if you were a, a neutral watching that game, I, I'll be honest with you, I thought I was really impressed with Dunfermline. I thought they really deserved it, certainly in the, the second half. Um, but Hearts are definitely going to be up there. But there's no doubt about it. But the, it's not going to be as easy as people think. Because it's a hard, hard division, that mm-hmm. championship. I covered it a couple of years ago before I took the Kelty job and I was impressed with a lot of the teams. There's a lot of good football players as well in that, that championship. So it's not going to be easy for, for Hearts this year. And that, that championship will hit guys like Naismith and Liam Boyce like, like a brush bus. It is a hundred. If you think the SPL's quick, go and play in the championship. And if you're not on it every week, these teams will beat you. Look at Dunfermline signs in the summer because I think they've got good young players. They signed Stephen Whitaker and Paul Watson mm-hmm. for Dundee United and Hibs, two experienced players that have been there and done it. I think that Dunfermline on 11 on paper could give anyone a game in that league. Your, your, your worry would be would be the squad over the course it, of the season. Yeah. It was the two younger ones that stood out for me. But what he was great, he, yeah. he, I think he had a, a man Martin job on, on Nazi, he kept him quiet. But the two young boys for Dunfermline stood out for me. I thought they were. They were excellent. There's good team points, Rob, they have after the five games. Wraith Rovers on 10, Hearts on 9, but they've got a game in hand. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a real test of Hearts. What have they got about them? They've, yes, they've got loads of experience and quality about them. You just go through the squad and you think, well, yeah, surely they're going to stroll the championship, but it doesn't work out that way. And every team they come up against will be wanting to have a go at them. You know, the... the, the the, t- the team talk's obvious, isn't it? You know, th- they all think they're mm. they're strolling strolling away with this league. Let's get in about yep. them, you know, and and and, that, and that's what's going to happen week after week. Yep. Whatever they turn up, whether it's at Tynecastle or they play away from home, they're the team to beat. Hearts. Cup final, yep. yeah. And and the players will be desperate because they've got big names. Hearts. They've got they've got players that have played at the highest level, and these guys that come up against them every single week will want to go and show that they can compete with them. So it's going. It's not going to be easy. I don't think they play the yep. best football in the world either. Hearts, do they? No, you, well, you, you look at Robbie's Dundee United team either. I've seen him a few times last year. Um, they weren't great to watch, but you know what? He knows no, how to get results. He knows how to get people promoted, Robbie. And that's why Hearts have went and, and got him, because he knows um, he knows that league inside out. Adam, tell us a wee bit more about your team. Who should we look out for? Do you agree with the guys? Uh, yeah, I totally agree with the guys. Um, Mark and Roy, I thought he was a standout. And for him only being 18, 19, I thought he was... Unbelievable! I think went. I think just seeing him within about the first thirty seconds, I think he went through holiday. Yeah, he smashed him, didn't he? That's, so, that's like, the lad on loan from Celtic, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And right. yeah. That, um, I actually sent him a well done text for that tackle on Andy Holiday, the wee boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was in the school team with him because he uh-huh. halfway the year below me at school, and he was he was in first year playing the year above him, and from then you could just tell that he was on a he was going to be a cracking player. Yeah, good. I had a rate him at Celtic. Think, uh, right. Aye, uh, but I think um, Dom Thomas, obviously, Slaney's mate, he's, he's been unbelievable. Um, and I think we just need to keep him wrapped in bubble wrap. And I just don't understand how teams aren't sticking about for, like, the full team on you and Murray at corners as well, because that's six goals he's got already this season. So it shows we've got goals all over the pitch. Can you go the distance, Adam? Can you win it? 
I think if, as I said, the Hearts' squad depth is mm-hmm. obviously brilliant. I just, I just think that if we can make it to January, and hopefully we've got, as I said, we've got a few lone players in. We've got Mayo from Rangers, McIlroy from Celtic, Murray Thanks. from Hibs. If we can get a few more lone players in and get a bit more depth, then I don't see why not. I think the best thing for us this season is that Hearts are in the league because normally... With Dunfermline being in the Championship, realistically, we are a Premiership team, but I think with Hearts being in the league, that takes a little bit of pressure off of us, and us playing yep. without any pressure. Then, yeah. Could, are, you, are you a big fan of Stevie Crawford, Adam? Uh, yeah, massive fan. He was my hero when I was growing oh. up, so uh, I'm glad, because obviously he's, he's, we've not had it easy the past couple of years, but I think with the board sticking with Crawford and with the investors that brought in the German investors that are giving him the backing and... I think all the fans are behind them just now and I think it's a gamble that's paid off Great to see Jim Leishman on the telly Friday as well Did you see him? Oh, no he's a, he's oh, a funny legend. man What a guy What's he, what's he saying? Uh, he was speaking to Leanne Clayton He was funny yeah. Really good uh, he's great. Uh, That's yeah. the only thing that's going to hinder all the other clubs they, They've not got as big a squad as, yeah. as Hearts mm. When injuries and suspensions start creeping up That's yeah. going to be a problem yeah. It's a great club though, isn't it, Rob? It's a great oh, tradition. I used to love playing at East End Park. Yeah, East End Park. Like yeah. Yeah. Was it great to play? I liked going yep. to watch the matches there. Always enjoy yeah. playing at East End Park. Yeah. Um, a lot of good memories. Yeah. It was always full as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a big fan base, on family. It's, it's a big club. club. Yeah, it's a big it was club. a big club. Yep. yep. Okay, Adam, thanks very much. Tell everyone in Fife to uh, tune into. Tell it hearts. Exactly. The hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Adam. <laughs> Thanks a lot for calling there. So, so many calls coming in. Rangers top of the table in the Premiership, 41 points after 15 games. Celtic on 30 after 13. Aberdeen on 26. And Hibs on 25 points playing tomorrow night. Uh, Dundee United on 20 points after the weekend. Big win for Mickey Mellon's team, Si. Yeah, Dundee yep. United, I think, you know, I don't think there's much in the game, but for me, the front two of Dundee United of McNulty and Nicky Clark were head and shoulders. He's, he's underestimated at times, I think, Nicky Clark. I mean, his old man, of course, is Sandy Clark, yeah. who, had, who had a great career with, among others, Rangers and West Ham. Um, but I, I think he's a smart player, he's a clever player, and he took his goals really well at the weekend. He links really well, Rob, in yeah, the front two. You yeah. know, we played against him at Dunfermline a couple of years ago, and he, he was a standout again at that level. Uh, and McNulty never scored goals, but you see his pass for the first goal, and you see his wee knockdown for the second goal. Um, I think Dundee could finish top six just on that for the front two and, and Shanklin added to that alone. Nicky Clark's a clever player. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. I've always liked him. I think his yeah. dad's been coaching him because he was a good striker, wasn't he? he was, uh, yeah, he was a hard man. Fashion striker. Yeah, yeah. Sandy Clark. Yeah. Um, but Nicky Clark, a lot of people maybe have thought he, he wouldn't have played mm-hmm. with McNulty and, and Shankland. Um, but listen, he's, he's popped him in the goals. Um, yeah. But that was a sore one for Brian Rice. Yeah. They, they were the better team, Hamilton. Yeah, and, um, and, and they've got Aberdeen coming calling mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. So th- yeah. th- these are tough games for, for Hamilton Ackies. Or, or under Michelle. massive. Oh. Rob, are you worried for the. Would they make. For Brian Rice, will yeah, be a change. You've, you've, got, you've got to be worried yeah. for him. But but then you know the the people running the show at Hamilton have got to be realistic as well, and and sure. I think they are. Yeah. You know, the, the, I mean, every season they're they're scrapping for their lives, uh, and you know they've, they've had a lot of good managers along the way who've who've done great jobs in there. I mean, thinking back to Alec Neal and where his career's gone <laughs> fr- from there. Um, yeah. Brian Rice, lovely guy real football man and you know does things the right way mm. so so you just hope that that he's going to get through this but it's tough Ross County could get dragged into it though couldn't they I mean Kelly going down to 10 men so early to get beat 3-1 is a, is a terrible result for, for Ross County it's a really bad result isn't it and Si that brings us to our next caller Grant is on the line um, and I think he wants to talk about uh, Ross County hi Grant hi guys how you doing yeah, Grant, good. are you a Ross County fan 
I'm not a Ross County fan, uh, but I follow a lot of the teams in the northeast of Scotland, so I keep an uh, eye on Ross County very closely, along with my team. I do follow Aberdeen, but let's uh, let's forget about yesterday, shall we? How much the disappointment? Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you thinking then about Ross County? I think they're struggling. Um, you know, I think they're on a really poor run. Uh, they had a really great start. Um, I don't think they've won since September, if I'm correct, and they're really conceding too many goals uh, and also not scoring enough. And I really am worried for them long term. I, I feel for sure Calwell, I think he's a good manager, but they're just not getting the results. And when you look at the, the teams in and around them at the bottom, there's not much to choose. And you get the feeling already, I don't know what the guys think themselves, but I genuinely believe that that bottom four could get really cut adrift from the rest of the league. Yeah, I think they could. Mm. Um, I mean, just looking at the, the table at the moment, Ross County on 13, Livingston 12, St Mirren 11, uh, Hamilton cut adrift a wee bit on 7 at the moment. I mean, there's only two points between Ross County and St Johnston and Motherwell, so it's not, it's not as if they're cut adrift at the moment. But the trend, uh, as Grant says, is not good for Ross County. And, and it's that age-old problem for them is defending. and mm. Some of their defending is unbelievable to watch. And, and uh, you know, having playing against 10 men for most of that match uh, at Kilmarnock um, that was I think Stuart Kettlewell said it was po possibly the worst result in his time in charge Rob does it not tell you a lot that Ross Stewart's the captain yeah you know Marcus Fraser last year for me their best player Marcus Stewart uh, Marcus Fraser sorry yeah. losing to St Man yep. nay Ross Draper in the team I don't think they've got that type that will drag people through games uh, Michael Garding for me still their most creative player at 35 year old so at both ends of the pitch I worry for Ross County Barry yeah, looking at the, the bottom four, I, I think Grant's right. I think it, they're going to get cut adrift and it's going to come down to when they play against mm -hmm. each other. Um, look, if Ross County didn't, they had a fantastic start, let's be honest, it was great that they got that start because yeah. the last month or two ain't been great and to go down to Rugby Park and go down against 10 men and, and still lose the game and lose the game pretty easily, yeah. mm. that's going to be a real worry for them. I think quite a lot of managers now at the bottom, Brian Rice included, they want to try and advance their club and they want to play this new way of playing but they need to remember what has made them successful in the first place and that's doing the basics well of defending getting in people's faces making games horrible Ross County for me and Hamilton just look too easy to play against just now Roy, Roy McGregor won't hang about that's yeah, for sure yeah, yeah. Um, you know I, I can't see him doing anything immediately I don't think there's any need to at the moment when you look at the league table it's not as if if they were in Hamilton's position and they were marooned at the bottom and it was looking pretty ominous then you could imagine he might do something quite quick Quickly. But if it needs to be done, uh, he will do it because he's done it before. He if he if he needs to be, he will be brutal and he will get somebody else. Strange setup probably as well, isn't it? Because life. Ferguson went to chief exec, yeah. from co-manager, yeah. yeah, 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 director of football, I think he is, or yeah, chief exec or whatever it is. Yeah, it was it was strange because they were they were the two co-managers, um, Stephen Ferguson and Stuart Kettlewell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough down there. Grant, you're an observer of the football. What do you think? Who's going to go down? Well, I think, um, highlight a date in your diaries, gents, of the 19th of December, because Ross County play Hamilton, Hamilton in the Highlands, and I think that's a huge, huge game yeah. for, for both teams. Aye. You know, I, I watched uh, Livingston submitting at the weekend, and, you know, submitting got a big win, in my opinion, you know, mm. to get themselves kind of out of the rut they were in, but, you know, size right, um, Hamilton conceding too many goals, so easy to play against, Ross County are exactly the same. I think Ron made a really interesting point about Motherwell and St Johnston. For me, I think they'll get away from trouble. Motherwell had a slow start. Mm -hmm. I think they've kind of found their feet a little bit. They're still lacking a bit of consistency, but I think they'll get there. 
St Johnston likewise I think that bottom four will get cut adrift I really worry for that well certainly Ross Kenny because they concede too many goals but Livingston as well they're, they're really struggling mm. but it's so so tight down there and you know I think the head to heads between those four teams could make all the difference yeah. I can't, can't argue with that, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, you were speaking about Motherwell and St Johnston, Grant, and, and I, I watched that game um, at the weekend. But and, and you have to feel for Motherwell. I mean, they scored a great. Marco Harris scored a great, great goal for them. But uh, you know, they were they were handicapped right from the start in that yeah. game. You know, or hours before the start because they they lost Alan Campbell, who's such a key component in in, in the midfield for them, and Barry Maguire, who's been a, a regular starter for them as well because of the the under twenty one situation. Uh, they lost them, so I guess fair play. I mean, a point in Perth is probably not a bad result for them off the back of the way they went into it. Yeah, St Johnston have been going all right. I've been played against them last year, decent. That, that's eight, last eight unbeaten for eight them unbeaten. now, St Johnston. I was a bit worried for Callum Davis at the start. I think he tried to kind of play a new style of play but I haven't played them last week I think they've gone back to basics mm-hmm. in terms of getting in your face you know they never gave you a minute on the ball they got the ball up to Stevie May quick and again at that sort of from f- five six down for me it comes down to your, your centre backs and your centre forwards and Motherwell and St Johnston will both be fine I, the fact that they've got up top I, yet I think both Motherwell and St Johnston top uh, six yeah well they'll go and challenge for yeah. it but it is a real six. worry that the bottom four I mean Livingston I wouldn't imagine I mean watched them last year and mm. I seen Gary Holt do an interview. He he yeah. he's not too happy. Um, he's questioning himself, isn't yeah. he? He is, which is which is tough because he's obviously going working hard in the training ground and they're going conceding sloppy goals as well. Um, and and you never you would never put Livingston like that. Livingston at home are always tough to beat. You knew you were in a game, but they seem if they're easy to play against this year. All right, more of your calls. Thanks, Grant. It's coming next. Thanks very much. The Bull Radio Football Show. Monday to Friday, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney with Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland captain. Cy Ferry with the award-winning Open Goal podcast and it's a cracker tonight. It's live. So after this, why not enjoy it uh, just yeah. after seven? Because uh, it's the wind-up with Frank McAvenny and Derek Ferguson. Oh, it's brilliant, honestly. It's my, I couldn't have stopped laughing, honestly, in tears. But again, just sums the two guys up like... Just so such money old men, do you know what I mean? But then after it, they take it so well, and I love the two of them a bit. It's so funny. You, should, you need to watch you it. You need to watch it if you've missed it. It's to, if we talked about it on Friday, so it's going into Slater's menswear, isn't it? And yeah. you're you're pretending you've got an actor. We've got involved. an actor. We've got an actor Amazing. in the head to, to play the annoying salesman, and uh, they think they're getting their suits for free, and he charges them at the end, but. We, we give them suits that are far too big for them and, and ba- <laughs> we keep calling Derek Barry and he just, he's ready to crack the guy. Yeah. <laughs> si Ferry, you're a breath of fresh air in no, Scottish no. football. Yep, Barry Ferguson, breath of fresh air in the punditry as well. Loving the column at the weekend. He said he was he wants to be more Patrick Vieira than Pat Butcher. Yeah. What was in the case what, though, What was game it? was it? Oh, that was against Christy uh, yeah, yes, that's right. Uh-huh. In the past, yeah. He absolutely destroyed us. Uh-huh. No, I enjoy the column, it's good. Uh-huh. Would you prefer the media or playing? I'm terrible at both, so I'll go. No, I prefer yeah. playing. I think yeah. anybody will tell you there's nothing uh, better than playing. Be I love the coaching as well, Paul. Yeah. I do. I love uh, the coaching. I, 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 know, I know it yeah. was a quality 13 minutes at the weekend that you played, wasn't yeah. it? Honestly, I was taking. Second half of it played, eh? Uh-huh. Taking boys out the air, bashing people about. Just for, th- a, for 13 minutes? 13 minutes. Yeah. I was like a young Russell Anderson. Was it a 13 minute masterclass? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a coach or a manager? 
Manager. Manager. Oh, yeah. Why not, mate? Oh, you two, it's going to be a bit of a battle. Co managers are not going to work. Oh, no, are you I'd... director of football, Barry, because of all the medals you've got. And, you know, <laughs> you're Barry no, Ferguson, I, I, so. I, I yeah. like your, even at lower level, you'll realise when he goes in there, there's, there's loads of pressure. It's, I enjoy the pressure oh. at times, you know what I mean? It's it's good. Um, you go home after this non- and watch the matches and things, don't you? You go back and watch your, the Kelty Hearts or whoever you're playing against. Yeah, I watched yeah. their game um, last night from Saturday because we're playing the same team again on Wednesday. Yeah. That's why he drinks and all the time. <laughs> in moderation. No, I actually enjoyed yeah. it. It was yeah. good. But look, yeah. I enjoy looking at different teams and watching the way they play. And sometimes you pick up different ideas as well. But I enjoy it. But it's, it's stressful. It's 24 7, even at, at part time level. It's non stop. Your phones, your phones never stop ringing. I was actually surprised that you know how well their team played, like the style of play. I don't know why I never expected it, which is not very fair. But honestly, like when they played, and I said that to him in the dressing in the office there, they're probably the best team we've played in terms of having an identity and a style of play. And he said he's got three ways of playing. I'd be surprised if some manager have got one one style that they want to play. So mm-hmm. the fact that he's got three just speaks volumes as a coach. It's always important because yeah. if it's not going well, I can go and change it, and it's something that. I've that's down to the, the group of boys as well because um, it's you know it's like it part time you yeah. don't get much time to go and murder them so whatever spare time I get I mean we're only with them three hours three and a half hours maximum a week so that's down to the boys at least they're, they're listening they can take things in and we can change it to a, two or three different ways and how are all the protocols going and everything because it's now we're, we're now into winter it's yeah we're desperate I'll be yeah. honest with you we are, we are absolutely desperate to get fans back in yeah. um, we are really running low we're mm. To be fair to the club, I've got to be honest with you, they've managed to continue to pay the the guys in full. But it's gonna it's gonna run out soon and we, we need some sort of fans back in. Um, what, what tier what tier are you in? In Kelty. What three what, what, that's tier three, is yeah, it? Yeah, they're right. in tier three just right. now. Um but we're like every other part time club, we heavily rely on the, the, the fans and like Peterhead I think you are big into hospitality. We're really big into that as well and and obviously the social club which brings a lot of money and that's yep. not even opened either so it's it's been a struggle but I've got to be honest with you fair play to the club to continue mm. to, to support the players if, if you go into the Peterhead hospitality do you, do you have to watch the game? I can't oh. understand a word they're saying Rob honestly <laughs> they try and speak to me after I the game they're like what is he saying? Mechty, mechty, <laughs> oh, oh I know it's wild, wild. Yeah. I, mean, I mean if you think the Aberdeen accent's bad then Peter try, try Peterhead or Wait, give us a bit Rob come on or, give us a bit you can own it I felt like you can own a bit What's all that about? Fit you doing the moon? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I'm going to put on a couple of shows for them when, when we get back and try and get a few people oh, fantastic. We'll come uh, on, to try yeah. and make some if money. Invited, we'll so come up. Yep. We, we got a trialist in because, as I said, we've been short on numbers. I think we've only yep. two players on the bench. We've got a trialist in who's very good. I'm not telling you his name because Fergie will sign him. Uh-huh. Um, but we just kind of find the money to get him in. Who is it? It's a shame on the <laughs> it's a shame on the boys. Well, obviously he's fed in south and he's desperate to kind of make his way in the game and we just kinda of find the money just now the game. So But you're the same, you are like set oh. up with us like a committee and yeah. it's your committee, they're, they're they're trying everything like like raffles mm. online and, yep. and like kinda of other things. So And you're the, you're the same are you Harry Fraser, I know one of your directors what a great guy. guy. Isn't he? Your directors are millionaires and they come and cook for us every Wednesday night normally uh-huh. before yeah. all this every but after training. You know, so we get beat five 0 at the weekend, they're pumping all their money and we're yeah. hopeless and they turn up at training, stand and cause Harry's got a catering yeah. company. That's right, he does cooks the, kit the walk. boys' food and does a kit yeah. what can't speak highly enough for them. See that that's but I, mean, I love that man. Football I know. But he does this, you know, gives us a great deal for twenty five thousand people doing the kilt walk, the great people helping the charities. Uh, and then he's up 
few matches and then comes down, he goes back up for it. He comes to Edinburgh and all this. Amazing people. Mm. My point, Rob, is I think just now it's gone quiet on the finances. We need to get people back in mm. football as soon as we can when it's safe to do so. But we are going to have to get things moving again. We hope with the vaccine coming, people in the lockdown just now, please do the right things because yeah. the clubs That's are right. going to be in trouble. Yeah, you know, exactly. We talked about you know Rangers debt, Celtic not making the money that they did uh, and all the way Aberdeen have been vocal about it. Yeah. I think people have been quiet at the moment yeah. but it's affecting jobs it's got to affect the clubs we need football this is the heart forget all these other not forget all the other sports I don't mean that but I was disappointed when it was rugby that was allowed you know a thousand people what about football the people's game are you up on a soapbox? I Love think that. I yeah. I deserve, I deserve no. to be clapped. No, I, I think we've got to. Yeah, and I have you know? a dream. Uh, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, what there is at the moment yeah. is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, well, we're, we're, we're getting yeah. glimmers of, of good news now, but we, but we have to hold tight. I mean, it, it's 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 still a lengthy tunnel yep. to come through. So we have to we have to do the right things, and then bit by bit we'll get some mm-hmm. we'll get some but, fans uh, back in the grounds. Yep, yeah, a lot of the clubs are suffering quietly, but they are the the yeah. really. I mean. The teams that we've come up against, speaking to maybe committee members or guys who are are, are just helping run about the club, but that a lot of them are struggling. But, um, but it's worse. Should we be more vocal? Well, we yeah. need to be. Yes. I, I do yeah. think it's important that a lot of the certainly part-time clubs, no, no, certainly because the full-time clubs as well are struggling. But we need to find something to to help these clubs out because we don't want any, we we certainly don't want to see any clubs go at the wall. No, I would hate no. to see that. Mm. But but it's worse when there's no end in sight I mean yep. when it's just this is going on forever as it's appeared at times mm-hmm. during lockdown that, that's when it that's when it's really dreadful and that's sure. when that's yep. when it, it really plays with your with your head mm-hmm. you know at least at the moment we can see a vaccine in sight yep. you know a few different vaccines are going to be mm-hmm. available hopefully in, in the next few months so that way you know hopefully clubs can find a way through to the point at which they can start making some money again you still club together and help each other out that, yeah. that's the most important thing Look, football brings everybody together as long as we stick together and we don't I, I don't want the last thing I would I would want to see is any clubs um, go out of business mm-hmm. I would hate to see that well the but, good news is last night in Inverness was 300 people inside for a concert so it, there was a concert in Inverness last night yeah. inside with 300 and it was t- Torridon and, and, I think with a band it was indeed Brian Adams band so, band that so, but that's good news <laughs> as long as they did it safely yeah. football People need to start speaking up for football. This is an outside. It's far too easy. This is the people's game. We're outside. Do the protocols. Look at all the work going on at the football clubs. You've been telling us for months about what your players and management have to go through. Mm. right? There's not much being said about this by the politicians. It's time now for the new year. Let's do the lockdown just now, yeah. but let's hope. And I know this virus can be absolutely terrible, but we need to be, for the new year, start to be courageous and get people in, properly distanced, proper protocols but get fans back in Scottish football grounds yeah, well said first minister yeah. absolutely there is, there is a political no. career, career yeah. coming but I mean no. you know, I, which is why I think that what Boris Johnson said today hasn't said a lot that, that's tallied <laughs> with me I have to say in the, in the last six months or so but he's talking today he, he's now laying the, the ground rules for getting fans back in into English football up to up to 4,000 which yeah. you know which in some stadia um, will be a precious little number but that but it's progress mm. what yeah. we want is progress and, and that's a step in the right direction that's going to happen hopefully right across the UK in the areas that it can happen um, so it's progress it's 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 optimism yeah okay. we just want to be yeah. sensible about it but we, we, yeah. these clubs need people through the gates 
The streaming service has helped. I think we've made quite a lot of money through. F- and, and again, fair play to fans are putting again their their, their hand in their pocket and paying extra money to stream the games and watch them. I think it's a tenner a game, and I think we had two hundred. So it That's is great, helping yeah. a bit, yeah, yeah. But we, we definitely need fans back in. Rob, you, you miss it. You, yeah. you need the of fans. Of course, a bit yeah. of atmosphere before games as well. Yeah. Maybe chat, having a chat with the fans, a wee bit of banter. Yeah. I, I miss yeah. all that sort yeah. of yeah. stuff. And, and I, I must. I mean, I, I just feel so lucky, and uh, you know, I almost feel guilty at times that I'm getting to games at Greasy. the moment. That, that I'm, that <laughs> yeah, I'm, so many I know, matches. I know, I mean, fantastic. I mean, I, know. I mean, this this week, uh, yeah. you know, I'll be I'll be at the Hamilton Aberdeen game Wednesday. Rangers yeah. Benfica on 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 Thursday. Oh, um, he's just name dropping. No, Saint and Aberdeen at the weekend. Then Falkirk against Rangers. You know, in the League Cup at the weekend. So you know, I feel dead lucky, and I feel really sorry for people you know who've got a real passion for the game who, who can't actually watch it close up at the moment hopefully yep. that moment is not far around the corner Rob can I throw a number at you you are our stato 768 do you know what that's for significant at the weekend the Queen's Park revolution continues 3-0 win over Brecon and the goalkeeper Willie Muir he set a club record at the weekend 768 wow. minutes without conceding a goal that's, uh, that's great isn't well, that, yeah, isn't that that, that's a good story actually. Queen's yeah, Park having gone yeah. from amateur to professional. Well, and yeah, he must be doing well. Cammy yeah. Bell, they sing Cammy Bell. Yeah. He's yeah. No, he's not played, he's but he's been on the bench. But it's a success story, isn't yeah. it? That's yeah. what we want. They'll yeah. run away with that league. And yeah. again, it's great. It's, yeah. As people want to invest in Scottish football, I want mm. to see more. You know, Kelly Hearts are the same. Yeah. Um, East Kilbride, people actually want to see their clubs getting in the leagues, being ambitious, taking on other other clubs. And I'm all for it, as many as possible. Cove Rangers are the same another team that, mm. that, that that really put back themselves to, to move up the leagues and I got asked in an interview does it worry you about teams like Kelty and, mm. and Queen's Park absolutely not no. it's what we need mm. that's what England do better than us You know, they put, put their money where their mouth is and that's where we need, what we need to start then final thought tonight then Barry for Rangers oh yeah well we're good we're on soap boxes everywhere four, I'm nervous four soap I'm so nervous boxes in here why <laughs> hey, no. these political stuff no. I don't know what no it's not no, I enjoyed that no, no. I enjoyed that we no, it's, we're, it's we're not political time. it's just a, it's, it's for, for the people Barry uh, <laughs> the people uh, the Rangers fans are really happy what, what a start Start to the season and a huge week for them because Wednesday you've got a match. So will we? We won't see you before Rangers Benfica. No, so how are you feeling about Benfica? Confident, but no overconfident. Again, Benfica are predominantly a Champions League team. They're in the Europa League for a reason. They're one of the favourites, but uh, you just need to watch. I know they get a man sent off the last game, but look, you've got to have every confidence the way this Rangers team's playing just now. You're at home. Sad thing is, again, the fans are not there, but I, I think Rangers will get the victory. Again, they had the luxury of subbing five players with 30 minutes to go. It's seamless. And what isn't better it? preparation mm. for, a, for a European game? You know, I think they got a chance to rest Steve Davis. I know he never played the last game for, for Northern Ireland, but the age he's, at, he's so important for me in Europe. You know, he's that guy that can thread the ball through in Europe. I think you need that in the middle of the pitch. Um, I, I wouldn't surprise you if Rangers go and beat Benfica, and that, that's just nope. where they are right now. And what a massive match for Celtic earlier on that evening, um, because they just have to get themselves off on a on a winning run, and it all could start in Prague. Could Neil Lennon and Celtic be on the way back? Because they played so well against Lille, especially the yep. first half. Yeah, yeah, they did. Remarkable. Yeah, there have been yeah. little flashes here and there mm. in games, but uh, you know they need to do better than they did on Saturday. That's for sure. What about Morelos? He didn't want to go off, did he? And it was late in the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot made it. The, yeah. the only thing I wouldn't be happy with he, he threw his gloves on the ground Is that, um, like, is that like throwing down the gauntlet? <laughs> yeah But look I, I like that yeah. Unhappy coming off The guy wants to stay on He's no scored a goal I don't think he was particularly good in the game If I'm being honest with no. you um, But listen he, He's got to remember He's travelled all over the world The last couple of weeks So Look does, I, I don't mind it 
I don't mind. It's that a bit like us at seven o'clock. We don't want to come off. We want to keep going. But if you want any more, come back tomorrow night. Rob McLean, Chris Burke, and Stephen Cragen. That's going to be great. Thanks very much. Good night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 